This, uh, this podcast was brought to you in part by the letter A. For yes. Autism. Today's episode. <laughs> and I'm on with the Polychromatics today, guys. Hello. Hello. I know, uh, Isaac, you hit me up about um, doing this a little bit ago for everything and I was super hyped because I can finally have some really cool people on this uh, podcast and I will take it away so we'll just start over there beginning with hi I'm Jordan I am the singer of polychromatics I am Isaac I am one of the guitar players I am John I um, come up with the ideas and then other people who are better than me take those ideas to fruition I'm Corey. I play drums. There you go. So, guys, this is all of them. We're going to be doing um, pretty much everything that we usually see on the Big Man's Cabana. Um, I want you guys to really relax, sit back, relax, and enjoy, and we're going to kind of get into it. So, guys, I wouldn't say you're very small. I would say you're kind of getting up there, really kind of creating as much music as you possibly can. So, what would you say is the biggest struggle you guys have seen so far? Hmm. Scheduling. Scheduling, yeah. What do you we mean? All, we all live full adult lives with jobs and families and friends and uh, responsibilities. And there is five of us, six of us really. Six of us really. Um, we do have a remote member in Boston, Jimmy. Jimmy Arvan. Shout out guy. Jimmy. The um, Arvan. So I'd say one of our biggest challenges is just all five of us finding the time to get together practice every week make it to the shows get together to write um yeah. what have you nice so what is your scheduling for like practicing so you guys practice here right and we're in we usually practice once a week we'll practice down in uh in the city at our bassist geesley's house yeah. shout out geesley he's not here he's not oh, here. yes Poor guy. he had to our work bassist. today um, much love to the gizman but uh yeah that they the house uh, the Neon Jungle is a very like eclectic group of musicians, so there's always something like going on there every night. Nice, and um, they've been nice enough to let us carve out Thursday evenings, which has been relatively good for the majority of our schedules. But we are definitely looking to try to like incorporate some more Jordan time, um, since it's a little bit of a hike for Jordan. Now. Yeah, it's about a little bit over an hour drive. I just moved out to um, a different area. We used to originally practice in a state farm, actually. So we, Don't tell corporate. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fun <laughs> little fact. So we were in a state farm for a really long time. Then um, we were kind of closer by at that point now that we're all adults. I mean, we're in Westchester, Philly, Drexel Hill, Souderton, Bay, border of Delaware. So um, we try to fit in practices when we can, but there's at least one scheduled weekly practice. Yeah. And that's usually what Thursdays you guys have. Mm-hmm. Thursdays, yeah, nice. like tomorrow we're going to Maryland. Yes, mm-hmm. that's, that's how random we are about it. Jimmy is back <laughs> home from Boston, and we're going to go meet in Maryland and take advantage of that. Yeah. So nice. if, you, if you got a place we can practice, let us know. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I, places, I don't. So. The apartment's so market, small. We'll I hang out. Yeah, the apartment's very small. So listen, I would love to like I, I have you guys on a lot more too. Um, so when you guys are practicing, so what are you guys usually doing? Do you guys schedule like okay, you're going to be working on just lyrics, you're going to be working on songs, you're going to be um, practicing when you're going to be signing on, like, on set. Do you just have like a sound day where you're just seeing what everything is going to look like? So how do your how do your practices like get primarily? We we've um, so we since Corey's jumped in. How long have you been in? Like four uh, months? No, longer uh, than that? like eight months. I'm not good with time, um, <laughs> but certainly not your friend. Certainly not my friend. It goes quick. Um, ma, we we've been cleaning up a lot of projects and booking a lot of shows. So really, it's just been like we've been 
getting into practice, running through the set list, um, and just really trying to uh, keep the machine as oiled as possible. Um, the one of the benefits of Jordan being as good as Jordan is is that she doesn't always need to come to every practice, but it doesn't mean that she's not wanted. Um, there's I like coming to practices. Sure, no, <laughs> <That's> sure. not. <laughs> I just got some misconception to vocalists. Yeah. Yeah. They no, practice. They do. They do. And I think <laughs> that I think that it's just like I think that's more of a testament of how good of a singer you are, and, and well, you're just you. an amazing vocalist. So I think that people, um, you know, when you're that good, just roll in whenever you want. Yeah, uh, what Sorry. we've <laughs> been practicing together, what we've mainly been doing is working on transitions, trying to get yeah. our songs to really uh, fade one to the other to keep up that crowd engagement. But the, they've also been really great at having, I guess, extra rehearsals, as you call it. So the more of like scheduling things and working on po- projects, we're doing those outside of those Thursday rehearsals. So yeah. we're always working on something throughout the week. Yeah, yeah. there's definitely been a... a l- since we've transitioned between drummers um noah of shid fame um to Corey, there's been a, just a, a few projects that have been outstanding so we haven't really gone too far into the um new songwriting kind of element we've kind of just really are just kind of in a grind of get in get the songs down work on the transitions keep the set list flowing as much as possible and then um and then getting out yeah a bit of orchestration too a little yeah bit oh that. for sure tying a up the a ends of the songs a lot of figuring out the little dirty deeds that needed to be so, taking songs from 80 so, to 100 so more. what do you mean like figuring out like the end of the song so like when you're making songs you have your set list you have everything kind of going you have what you want to put out there so what do you mean by like the end of the song is that the hardest part of creating music i i think the <clears throat> Corey was touching on like those transitional elements and you jordan may have mentioned it too it's that it's like making we don't really like to have just a set collection of songs that are like oh we'll just pluck this song and not and have them be their own isolated islands we're trying to make more of like a landmass of um switching between songs harmonically that are either in the same key or share chords that uh like a song will end in with one chord and uh the next song will start with another one um that's the same chord uh, our music teacher really harped on harmonic analysis and like making things a little bit more of a uh, cinematic uh, thematic hydromatic electrostatic <laughs> sort of deal <laughs> yeah take a couple songs and put them together and take the listeners through a journey more than just a quick song performance and make them feel like they're actually watching a show yeah you know sure. a little no, bit more awesome. once we get yeah. going you know it helps a lot to not play the song crowd gets really engaged and then we just stop and we're like all right and uh well here's the next one yeah it's like not that that's the worst thing in the world but just if we can avoid that law it's just one it's just one more step yeah putting putting ourselves in the audience's shoes and thinking of how they're going to see it and putting a little bit more work into just playing our favorite songs which like from being an audience member in the diy scene the number one thing I realized what we work on a lot of practices was like the beginning of the song, the transitions during the different parts of the song and the end of the song, as long as those are tight, you're pretty much golden. Cause some of our stuff can get like really spacey and we don't have like the most definitive time of when it's going to switch. We get into like some jams and stuff. So it's working on like 
making sure those transitions, beginnings, and endings are super tight because that'll make the whole thing sound like we played it exactly how we knew we were going to, even though we went into it knowing we were just going to jam and there wasn't a plan. Yeah, definitive start to a mm-hmm. sentence with with like actual and definitive punctuation to the end of a, a sentence is yeah. kind and, of important. And my last part to that is a cool thing that I think we've started to incorporate it as a jam band, taken from some other jam bands out there, is that ability to jam and then have cues, you know, like say mm-hmm. everyone exactly. be on the same exactly. page for, you know, listen to this part of the song, listen for this drum fill, listen for that guitar solo, um, listen for this vocal part um, so that we all are on the same page and we can fluctuate with the song. If we want to jam for five minutes, we can, mm-hmm. and we still know those cues are coming and we wait for them and we play it as a team let the play develop and kind of see what's going on and then we can play off each other that way yeah, yeah. and it makes the songs feel a little bit more lively than just the static here's your three minutes no, yeah, you know that, the recording that makes a lot of sense so it's always a little different and we're able to kind of always have that orchestrated well so that the or- the audience doesn't know that that's our secret but you know it's kind of one of our cues and one of our keys to it so now is that because you guys have a good dynamic between everyone or is that just because <clears throat> you guys have figured out that philosophy you guys have figured out that formula or is it has it always been kind of like <clears throat> excuse me been like surface because like I know like um, dynamics between like band members or just anyone in general, it ha- it helps a lot. So is that was that already formed or was that just like a formula that you guys found together? I probably forced the issue early on <laughs> in terms of like, <laughs> in terms of like wanting the sets to be um, very conceptual and thematic. I. It comes from our influences, like Pink Floyd. If you watch Pink Floyd live at Pompeii, that's like a great example. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, or even just the the journey that, I mean, it it doesn't go much more. Uh, it doesn't go much deeper than me sitting in a basement listening to Pink Floyd and watching Wizard of Oz and being like, oh, that's you can do this. You can do more with music than just, um, you know, just. What theory tells you? Yeah, what theory tells you, and what like, but little but, packets of information almost. It can yeah. be like a, a one harmonious. Yeah, a holistic piece. experience as opposed to these these. Um, and there's nothing against like, there's nothing against like the one two three four, and then just like blast out like a punk song like that's really badass. Now one two three four like for someone who's an idiot. Who doesn't? <laughs> so like, is it just like one, two, three, four? You just go, or just like counting, like one, oh, so okay. it's like a cue one, two, basically. Three. So you're counting in four beats, and then you would start playing. Yeah. So I think what okay. John is touching upon is trying to um, make it more of like an overall experience. Sure. So yeah. over time, uh, certainly when we were first starting out, it was not like this. Um, but I think because our relationship has gotten stronger and we are older, mm-hmm. we've been able to plan certain cues that you might not physically hear us say, like go we're not saying go but you might hear some sort of melody being played john will play something um like for example um, a lot of drum cues from yeah yeah. yeah. and then we hear those and that's our cue to one another to like all right now we're jumping into this next section so so are you guys jumping from song to song and i know you were saying earlier like the jokes you would be saying to kind of like get into your uh my cringe jokes your 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 cringe jokes so so are you doing them between your songs or are you doing those um to start out the whole kind of set or are you just like fill in the air or how how would i don't don't want to that's like like a fill in the air thing there's like sometimes there's unavoidable laws like you know you got to tune your instrument you Mm want to you definitely want to be in tune so sometimes you got to take a second tune that's when jordan the consummate professional will usually immediately get right to work just you know talking to the audience you know so we're not just standing around 
like a bunch of dipsticks. Yeah, and it's not very, yeah. it's not so nuts and bolts that it's like we do that because it's a requirement. I think that we genuinely do want it like we want mm-hmm. it to be a. We're not we're not to the point where we're in a point. stadium and I can't see a single face. We're playing yeah, we're small venues. Playing we're at playing you. in basements. Yeah. You know, we can we're interact. Like three feet yeah. away from yeah, yeah. the people, so it's like we're just hanging out. Well them, really, them, yeah. no, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So, do you? I'm, I'm assuming, <clears throat> like knowing you, Isaac, and getting to know you guys, would you say that that's more of your style now, to, like being that close to people, or would you want to like, would you guys be comfortable enough to like do it in front of like a massive amount of people? Both. Definitely want to do it in front of a massive yeah, amount definitely. of people. Yeah, that yeah. would be pretty cool. I think that, yeah. very happy doing it the way we are now, but right. I, uh, yeah, you got to pay your dues. I wouldn't complain playing in a stadium. Yeah, and I, it's a blast having people right in your face. I mean, it feels very intimate. But you oh, know, yeah. going back to things like practice, whether or not we're playing in a street or we're playing in an actual club, we do those things that feel natural, like a band. You know, mm-hmm. hey, this next song we've got a music video for. Check it out. Yeah, go oh, into nice. it. The, the next, you know, yeah. song after that while they're tuning. Hey, we've got merch. Go check it out. Thanks to the bands that are playing. Thanks to the venue. Check oh, it out, you know, so you and it feels very inviting to the the audience. Oh, yeah. that's awesome! So, so during like your sets, like you guys are always tuning. So, is that like you're going like to drop D, or you were just okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah, understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I understand. So, like, we'll try to, you know, if if I had my druthers, it would be it would be um, kind of a mixed bag of really intimate shows, um, larger shows, and I would really like to get into some more like theatrical performances where we play it like. A theater like Hedro, or we that'd play. Be awesome. That'd be a really cool. Because like, Brooklyn Bowl. That's, Brooklyn that's Bowl, a cool yeah. one. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that'd be awesome. Mind that. um, but there's he, like a burlesque themed bar in the city that I want to. <laughs> that'd be I cool. I know some. I lived with a uh, dance major, Julia, for a little bit, and um, either her or her friends or whoever's crazy enough to jump on board would love to do a whole choreographed set with uh, dancers. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be sick. quite a spectacle. There's, there's something really alluring about that idea of of creating an auditory experience and a visual experience together. Um, so like when we played Philomoca last year, we're seriously one of the unsung heroes of the, the, of the organization who's not with us right now is um, my buddy Colin Lee, who does, um, yeah. who does all of the artwork. Um, and he's, he's a, uh, he's a real powerhouse when it comes to visuals. Help shoot the music video yeah, that we got coming video. soon. Yeah. Sorry. We'll talk about that later, but yeah, he and, um, helps with everything. But like that, that combination of the visual aspect of it comes into play when we are able to uh, put a backdrop on behind us. So there's not only, like we don't only just play music, we also want to bring an experience of some sort of visual psychedelic element to it, um, which is like more proggy than it is psych, but I think that we, we did it at Philomoca last year for the Psych Expo, and we'll likely do it for the next Psych Expo that's coming up in February. So um, having those things where you're, like, listening to the music, that's washing over you, and then you're able to watch something that is in tandem, complementary, contrasting to what's happening, um, allows the audience member to really make their own connections and make their own, um, you know, just get something out of it that that might, that somebody else might get something completely different out of it. No, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And I think like a, um, <clears throat> a lot of people like me who are very visual, I, I love music, right? But when you add that kind of element, it definitely, people that are going to come to your show, they're going to talk about, oh my gosh, look at these amazing dancers, look at all this kind of stuff. But they work so well. Like, okay, look at look at just musicals, right? You have yeah. you have the music, you have, you have all this kind of stuff. Not even just like 
anything about it. Just just look, look something like Annie, right? Yeah. Everyone always talks about like the hard knock life, but like you you, you visualize this small little redhead girl running around yeah. singing a song, yeah. and I think that's awesome because because you guys all seem really cool, and it seems like you guys really love this music, and just adding another element to that, and I think you guys and listening to your music. You guys sound like you put a lot of effort into it. So I, I can't imagine that yeah. you have a visual aspect that's going to be subpar. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's the hope. It's like we want everything to work as a... We, it's, synergy is a, such a stupid buzzword, but it does it does work <laughs> for like the the what what the intention of the word actually is. It's like where the where the sum of the parts is is uh, is is equal to no 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 is uh the whole is more than the sum of its parts you know what i mean okay you know i understand so it's like there's this idea that once all those things do come together there's this other intangible asset that's like oh i can inject as much of my own personal emotion into this as an audience member um that we may or may not be consciously or or um that we may or may not be consciously injecting ourselves so okay sure yeah try to make it as we try to make it as um as uh, much of a personal experience to the audience as we possibly can. So. Sure. Yeah. Now, is this like um, a good release for you guys too? With like absolutely. Your, yeah. With oh like, uh, yeah yeah, yeah yeah. We've been we like I had mentioned earlier. We're definitely in a transitional period where we are we're trying to clean up as many projects as we can to get them out for release because there was a big writing um, there was a big writing block that happened prior to. Uh, Corey jumping in and Corey jumping in has been a godsend just from his own technical prowess and getting getting us from um, conceptual which I feel like is where I kind of live to something more concrete which is which is more Corey's bag where I live yeah, yeah now 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 talk to me about the whole uh, writer's block because <clears throat> that was one thing that I always heard I always you know understood but I never under like so like like for me, right? If I'm looking for like a topic or I'm trying to write or like let's say it's even like a paper for school, mm -hmm. right? I have that okay, I don't know what I'm gonna write, I don't know what I'm gonna say in the next sentence, but I can find myself getting out of that pretty easily. Now I imagine it's harder in music. So like what I guess what I'm asking is what is that? And I guess how do you guys find yourselves getting out of that? My, uh I have no control over it. I have literally and I, I don't know if I think I've heard a lot of people say, um, if you're if you're in a media, if you're in a creation rut, go and experience other other media. So like if I'm, I'm gonna out myself pretty hard here, but if I'm if I'm having writer's block for Dungeons and Dragons, I'm a dungeon nice, master. Nice, yeah, yeah. Um, and like I'm like, oh man, like how do I want this story to like? Where do I want the story to go next? And and I can't rely on the players. Um, reaction to events, and you always can. That's that's the beauty of D and D. Um, I have so many questions now. <laughs> I have so many questions. Side now. podcast awesome. now. Yeah. Side podcast. Yeah. Three hours. Um, yeah. But uh, what what I'll do is I'll go and I'll I'll consume other media. I'll like I'll watch the Lord of the Rings again. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get like super jazzed over the Lord of the Rings, or dive into like the Silmarillion, or like um, read uh, read up on like. Carl Jung's The Red Book and like hypnagogic mm. stuff and like uh, what else? Um, I don't know. Just like things that I'm like I'm interested in and if I can get those juices flowing. So similarly, I'll I'm on I'm back on a big Pink Floyd kick again, which ebbs and flows every 
four weeks. No, um, like <laughs> like six to eight months. I'll like go back and I'll like try to pick apart those songs, um, which I feel like helps me. But I, outside of like trying to pull the cord on the lawnmower, I don't have any control over it. I'm, okay, yeah, unfortunately. That was yeah, sorry. Oh no, you're good. Well, I think the the writing block you were talking about was when we were going through like a transitional period as a band too. Yeah. So it wasn't quite that we didn't have material. It was just trying to get that material out yeah. necessarily oh, 100%. Yes. Yes, yes, and, yes. and work on it as a group. Gosh, um, so smart. What do you mean? What do you mean? Get the material out? Are you saying like as like an EP? Like or production? Saying, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, production. So that down, was yeah. where the block was. Is how do we want to approach that? Okay. And oftentimes, and this works with writing music too. You just switch your thinking. Think the you know yeah. take a different approach. Yeah. So in this case, you know, we kind of went about it in a in a different team in a different direction that we usually do. Um, and I think that's how that yeah got resolved we, that way. We did a lot more. Um, we did a lot more breakout teams. Yeah. So like, uh, it would you know, Corey Corey's been getting getting us up the curve on um, on demos. Like I I am the first. I'll be the first to admit that I'm like really bad at like personal production. Like I'll do like voice memos on my phone. Sure, sure. And like yeah. that's as far as I really go. But Corey's mm-hmm. been judging us in the direction of being like, okay, well, there's a there's a pretty easy way to get your your completed idea onto yeah. onto a doll and um th- it's really what i need i I'm, I'm i've really learned by osmosis so having Corey involved in in uh kind of like pushing us in that direction has been super helpful well and just to piggyback on that because i think jordan has a good point and i, I know she's kind of worked on this as a student um is that i think a lot of writer's block is just two things it's either burnout of you just being too busy and trying too many things at once and now you're just indecisive entirely or it's that you're not confident in the idea that you're trying to put down and you're overthinking it a little oh, bit. Okay. It's one of yeah. those two things that is kind of like putting up a barrier from you stopping it because you have good ideas. You are you can put any idea down. There's plenty of artists out there that write music that's mediocre music, but people love it just because it's mediocre and it's decent and it connects with them. Take a Taylor Swift or actually a lot of pop artists. They just put out music, tons of it. And some songs you think there could be a better melody for this song. Sure. But she didn't overthink it. She had an album to put out. So yeah, yeah, if, if you yeah. can workshop the songs and workshop yourself, you know, out of that hole. Um, and I think the, the reason I say Jordan has that connection is because we talk about the way she used to analyze songs in school. And that's kind of what it starts to do is you take a, like a song that you're inspired by, like a Pink Floyd song. You start to bring it, you know, into verses and choruses into what the melodies are and start looking at a song and breaking it down musically. And then that'll start making your music seem a little bit more accessible because you'll start putting it together the same way. And it okay, makes it a yeah, little easier sure. to put it together and rip through that. And it's the something you can kind of break through so oh yeah 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 and our uh, the beauty of our I'm, I'm very thankful for our writing process because it is it is more it's more predicated on on listening to each other uh, isaac put it really succinctly in an in another interview from our buddies at plays where um you, you mentioned the idea of like listening to people when they're not necessarily doing anything like majorly important like it's just like you know, I might be like chugging on a riff and then you might be like, oh, okay, that's the idea that we're going for. What can I do to supplement um, or augment? And then, you know, it, it's really much more organic than um, than uh, sitting down and like being like, okay, well, this is the song. The, it's verse, chorus, bridge, verse, chorus. You know, it's like we don't really do anything. Um, we don't really do anything to 
structured or by the books. It's more like um, we do this for we did this for four times because we practiced it that way. And then Jordan will come in and be like, oh, there's I'm going to sing over these parts. There's a really cool section of Incaraleo, one of the songs that will be will be out on the next EP um, that we've been performing live where we start the riff. And everyone kind of jumps in and Jordan kind of comes into this the the verse structure late from like a from like a like if you were to write all this stuff down Mm -hmm. um and it just it works really well because the lineup of the lyrics ends on the breakdown so there's there's this it when you did it when you did it the first time when we like actually practiced it i was like oh that's it like that's the structure because it it just felt natural and it kind of came about naturally um so yeah we do try to like just listen to each other um and and really try to just bounce off of the rails as it were absolutely yeah so <clears throat> i know i've I noticed I've, have have all of you been in like uh like school for like music no, no, <laughs> no. Probably even lesson, a little bit. No, no school. Yes. No. Okay, yeah. so most of you guys are. Would you say self-taught, or do you have like a, some kind of coach or yeah. a private teacher? But private yeah, teacher. yeah. yeah. Pro, my uh, dad private taught teacher. me. Yeah. Oh yeah. I took a Pri- private teacher. <laughs> yeah, your private teacher. Your dad's Dave. your dad's pretty good. Private teacher. Now, now, <laughs> let me ask you then. I've listened to music. I know Shirley split up time. You guys are awesome. Now, my question is: Do you think that? someone out there who's like I'm going to take lessons I'm going to I'm going to go to school for this I'm going to do all this stuff do you think it's worth it do it get your reps yes. in absolutely <laughs> okay I'm I'm dis- decisive because we talked about YouTube before this yes I think it yes. depends on the kind of person yeah. you are however or what you're trying to do but take yeah. Jordan for example Ooh, as a vocal oh, instructor um, that's something I think that it really values now I okay. think if you're trying to just learn an instrument play rock music and just go for it and that's your dream to do like yeah. play on big stages yeah, and yeah. stuff I think you can put a lot more time into jamming out in your garage and listening to the stuff you want to do and do it yourself yeah, and yeah. learn from things on YouTube and save a lot of money you can and put that. money yeah. into your gear and into travel and into your living situation as a young person I think it's very important um, because that's kind of what companies look for as you grow you know they look for hey we want to sponsor you but can you buy our symbols can you represent us can you do those things we want to see you go out and play you know 100 shows a year can you do that you yeah know? yeah converse and, and that is something that takes time and a lot of dedication to get yeah. to so. okay because that was that was not the response i thought i was gonna get I, mean, <laughs> I really thought it was gonna be like no you don't you don't need that um it definitely depends on what yeah it depends sure. the field the of music yeah. Yeah. for the most part you're definitely gonna want to learn a thing or two um if but if you're going, you're going for for performance at the level that Jordan has performed at. Like yeah, exactly. you, you if you're studying opera, yes. Yeah, exactly. You, you should exactly. be going to a conservatory yeah. school. Yeah. You want to be a classical pianist, something like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, there's like a couple of nuanced things. I don't know if you should necessarily start out of the gate with lessons either. I think yeah. the I think like the YouTube avenue is a great place to get your feet wet and then kind of jump into the lessons because I've heard from some people the lessons can also be intimidating and a bit of a deterrent. Yeah, it can um, be. And, and a teacher can make or break it. I mean, yeah. I'll give it. I would that. say that totally. for a lot of things. <laughs> We've sure. talked yeah. about I that. Mean, yeah. As a teacher, I've had some bad teachers, and I know, like, oh, I wouldn't want to pick up the guitar again if somebody said yeah. that to me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there is benefit to getting professional learning. So I think starting like what you said at YouTube at that avenue, see if you're interested, and then it's just like any other sport. You're yeah. going to well, start at a club sport before you join a professional. It, and that's team. the thing. I think it's yeah. like athletics. If you think about it, there's a yin and yang because it's great to go on a team sport because you learn 
all of the team sport aspects. You learn to listen to your coach. You learn to do what they say is good and see that see everything develop and why the things work. On the other side, I think it's better to learn to skateboard by yourself because that is a completely independent sport. Sure, sure, and sure, you sure. have to yeah. fall down and get back up. No one's going to do that and show yeah. you. They can show you how to kickflip a hundred times. But you actually have to go and do it yourself. So you can learn all that by yourself. And I think it actually develops a better self-discipline for you to conquer those borders or those plateaus that you can't break through. Like a musician, as you get older and you don't have a teacher and you're still going to hit plateaus every few years of wanting to get better. And that's going to be on you. Yeah, there's a wild concept about that in uh, in psychology. Um, You actually become a better learner if you are the teacher. Yeah. You know what oh, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So like, yeah. that was a big thing for me. Like I had to teach myself all, how to do all this and I'm exactly. still an idiot. But like, you know, I still, <laughs> that's, I still, that's where you want to live up though. To debate, that's up the up humbleness. The I love yeah. that. But yeah, yeah no, it's, less, it's, you know, but like, I think you guys have also seen too, is like you guys are still teaching yourselves. Like, yeah. I think mm-hmm. you guys are each teaching each other, which I'm kind of gaining from all this. So I think that's, that's definitely been, it, it seems beneficial for you guys. And that's Truly. one thing that I always learned was like, if I'm teaching like, um, like for like Springboard, and, and for instance, when I'm teaching like a third grader, I might even learn how two plus two actually equals four. Not just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, so, no, exactly. totally. Yeah, yeah. You, and you, that is an interesting concept. You, you, and to be, to be contrarian, I will say that I think that there are, for my, for my personal from my personal experience and my temperament, it's like I actually do need to go to the gym and have the personal trainer babysit me. Yeah. So sometimes I might not have the I might not have the self discipline to um, to like oh I'm gonna like work on piano tonight. I'm like well I oh, could yeah. like. I could play Zelda. Like there's a well, but the cool part of that is there's a trainer on the other side yeah, who oh, is yeah, that yeah. other person yes, and you're yes, your yes, person yes. and that's what makes you know everything kind of symbiotic. Go yeah. Same reason we're you know on the stage and there's fans in the in the oh, room. Yeah. You always got to see the yin and yang of it at least you know in those situations. Yeah, it's a it's a um, it it really is like everything else in life where it is it, there's no one answer. It's multifaceted. It's nuanced. Yeah, exactly. It has to be. It has to be. Um, it has to be. It's unique to the person. Unique to the person, yeah. personalized. Yeah, it's 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 a. Um, be yourself. Be yourself. It can't hurt <laughs> to try weird. lessons, though. So if no, is, if anyone's oh, yeah. out there and yeah, they're yeah. like, definitely does that mean I lessons. should just go on YouTube? No, if you're trying, if you want to be a musician and you really are curious about the theory of it, the performance of it, go take some lessons. Corey always says, just you know? try it. Like I feel like that's definitely. a good. I feel like that's a good mentality that we bring to the table, where it's like, no one's ad- no one's advising you to 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 do anything um do what you'd like do what you'd like yeah, and yeah. but also I loved lessons. but also like stretch yourself a little <laughs> bit George is the yeah. Yeah. i was a very and, and in your your opinion or to, to back you up though yeah. i think that's the important thing you learn the basics especially the rudiments of music sure. through people who have done it and you trust them and then they set you on your way essentially and you kind of go on your journey and it and helped me make connections honestly because john was at the same lesson place as i was yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. and that, that's how yeah. we, we met each other so you never know who you'll run into or what opportunities you could get yeah. our lesson teacher actually and, gave yeah. us thousands of opportunities every isn't school of rock a big thing around here school of rock that's is yeah, a giant great movie oh, wow. fantastic yeah. fantastic so, movie yeah jack black <laughs> is amazing like that's a cool concept because i didn't have that where i was from so it's really yeah, interesting it it's to big. hear about all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of people that, like, um, our friends, our, sorry, bassist Geesley and Noah, I think they did, like, an after-school, uh, like, band thing in in high school, which I think got a lot of people together up in that, like, um, kind of, like, Pottstown area. So there's, I don't think that we have as much of, like, a, 
I definitely didn't have it at my high school. There was like it's coming up now. That I, I just went. I'm a nerd. I went to a PMEA conference recently. Nice. Modern band is coming to your schools. It's where they're nice. they're giving middle schoolers and high schoolers the opportunity to pick an instrument of their choice and start a band. That's nice. awesome. Yeah, that's and cool. they that's they cool. tour. They go what to different places. So the youth. It's so cool. So Give instead of regular band, now you have modern band. You can do both. Yeah, so there's I, different yeah. avenues to explore, yeah. which is awesome nowadays. And and, and I. Th- I, I don't know. I definitely at, at I didn't start playing music until I was like really like 17 or 18. So I felt like I was pretty late to the curve to most people who are you were staring at me something fierce there. <laughs> no, uh, I felt like I was pretty late to the curve. And I don't know if I would have even have taken that initiative. The theme is that I'm lazy. That's the theme. I don't know if that's you've ever exactly. had a takeaway, yeah. but that's the takeaway. I'm a lazy person. <laughs> See, I don't know. I don't know if that would be considered lazy. I think it's just you know maybe it's just you just need that extra push. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. something I found with people is like, um, mm-hmm. especially like when they're in the gym, especially with me, it's like they're not lazy. They're not there. They don't go in. They don't not go in because they're lazy. They just need that extra like push. They need to like you know see what it's like, understand yeah. the whole aspect of it. So now, would you guys say that you push each other? Is that why you guys oh, are yeah. so successful? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I'm, I was gonna say my the the best vocal lesson i ever got is just watching jordan there's a there's a sense like i gen and i i remember like i remember just the feeling of starting out and writing music and you can go back and listen to those early demos they're garbage but like the idea of like my my i didn't have a vocal style i just had people that i wanted to emulate and i think that just watching jordan and really just being exposed to everybody because you have to engage your 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 brain when you're playing music, and you have and you have to engage your brain with most things. But you work out that one all things. You have to engage your brain. That's the moral of the story. Debatable. <laughs> um, but you're supposed to do that? Yeah. Oh well, shit! I I should start doing that. Um, but it's the idea of like you work out. It's like I see it as like a stat array in like an RPG, and then you're like, all right, well, I'm gonna like work out all of the. I'm gonna like do a really high peak in music. And I think that the more you do it and the more you, like, hear other people who are really good, the better you become. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Corey, the best drummer I've ever seen. Isaac is, like, he he's really handsome, so he's got that going for him. Very, and, 100%. <laughs> no, I, Isaac... Yeah, no, just working with these very talented musicians, I joined the band in, like, 2018, 2019-ish. Yeah. Um, and I knew like a thing. I didn't know a thing or two about playing guitar. And John is really good at guitar and keeps getting better. Geasley is a phenomenal bass player. You actually, you taught me the pentatonic scale. Hell really? yeah! Remember, Hell yeah! I remember That's all you need lessons. <laughs> yep. lessons. I remember it was not to cut you off, but it was about I think oh my I've been in there for like six months. I, it was when G and I brought our guitars down. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And and I was pretty proficient, but I was nowhere near obviously you guys. So you're like Matt, listen. I love you. Learn the fucking pentatonic scale. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, so I, I, you show me how to do some of it, and then I. It's the key to jamming. Once dude, you get that down, you're I good. start ripping around. I, I never understood. Like, I always heard about it, like, if it was on, like, Instagram or whatever it was. Um, and then I'm, like, learning it, and I'm like, what is going on? Like, this is so cool. And I'm just, like, just sitting there playing. And then, like, my buddies on Discord, they're like, yo, shut up, dude. I can't keep it. <laughs> I was like, dude, you just can't. Because it, 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 was, it was wild because it actually renewed my love for guitar. Nice. Because nice. I grew up with, like, you know, piano. And, I, you know, Matt has to go play guitar lessons. You have to do an instrument. Like, I played trombone in high school. 
Um, Hell yeah. But uh, Get you on a record. Yeah. Get you on a <laughs> trombone. <laughs> Listen to football. I'm Stand over that. But, um, <laughs> no, dude. That was one of the coolest things I actually remember like learning. And you were the one that showed me that because you told me that. I don't think you remember this. But you told me to do that. I went, all right. Fuck it. I'll, just, right, I'll, I'll hear him out. I'll just, I'll, like, I know he's good at this. And then I did. And I'm like, damn it. Fuck, he was right. It's a lot of fun, so, isn't it? Yeah, it was it's cool. a lot of fun. I was getting tired of playing lead. I was like, I want to play chords for a while. You learn the friggin' scales, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was, I, I was even, before Isaac jumped in, I was going to compliment you, not just about your handsomeness. But I was going to say that you and I have a really special connection in that we're playing the same instrument so we have mm. to be we have to we have to be creative in how we are going to um how we're going to go through songs together yeah. so i think that that's a really special and i think it comes too from like we've both developed our skills over time in the past Truly. Like, like five years since we started oh god yeah, yeah. so we've de- we've both gotten better but like when i joined i was like um and I'm sure that this wasn't necessarily true in the grand scheme, but in my mind, I was like trying to validate my presence in the band because everyone was so talented, like Jordan, John, Geasley, Jimmy at the time was our drummer. And I was like, oh my God, these guys can really friggin' play. I better get my shit together, you know? <laughs> and so I think like really starting to take it, my learning seriously at the same time as playing with the band definitely like shaped the direction I took learning um but as far as pushing each other absolutely just being in the presence of really good musicians um has definitely made me a much better guitar player yeah it and it's it it i love that when it comes in the uh, in organic ways where i think for it's most crystallized for me when we would be recording vocals we only ever get to do it when we're doing a when we're doing a project but in those moments i'm like all right well jordan's Jordan's the boss when it comes to vocals. Like, I can't, I can't uh, let my, well, I kind of wanted to sing it like this. It's like, no, 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 you're, you need to, you need to get, you need to have a more supported breath. And I'm like, well, what's that? I don't even know what that is. And then you'd explain that to me. And then you'd be like, okay, oh, now I see the merit of needing that. And then in those instances where you kind of have to get it right, you don't really have a choice. Um, you, you, it, 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 I don't know. It bubbles well, to the top. You know what I mean. <laughs> to play opposite, uh, yeah. he, they're all being very sweet because they are all, uh, you know, amazing, talented, and that's why I've I've stayed in this for so long. I mean, it's been like six years because I love I love being with these people. But uh, to play opposite to John, and I've come from a background of family musicians, lessons, school, all that. Um, talking about the supportive breath, everything was very. This is the way it's supposed to be. Uh, this is what I know. And in the beginning, <laughs> there used to be a little bit of pushback because, you know, John. I'm stupid. No, John sees, <laughs> here's the box. John is outside of the box. So a lot of times I'd yeah. be like, yeah. get inside. That is where I'm at. This is what we're supposed to do. Oh, yeah. Um, so they've pushed me to start thinking of music in more of a creative way, um, to just use it as an outlet at times, you know. So 
that's what their push has been is to take it outside of what I know. It doesn't have to be so structured. We're corrupting her. Really cool. We are. We're corrupting, corrupting her. No, yeah. no, it's, no, and it's small note for me on all this because I just joined the band the, the most recently. Um, I moved here a couple of years ago. I wasn't doing anything. So when I got to meet them, I've always had this motto um, that I kind of live by. That is, uh, if anybody out there is living your dream, they have not worked less than you to achieve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And no so doubt. that's something I just live by to where I'm like, that's kind of a motivating thing to just be like, dude, anybody that you, like if you want to achieve anything, yeah. Yeah, there, there's always people out yeah, there good. that everybody you're looking at, they didn't just get lucky. They didn't just one day wake up and learn how to play guitar out of nowhere. It's not the Matrix. They don't just, you know, it doesn't just get uploaded. I know Kung system. Fu. So when I kind of got to jam with these guys, I realized that they all had all those things that I was looking for in a band um, because, you know, you're always looking for people who you mesh with. And so I think part of being, you know, a mature musician is finding out, you know, those people where you see the work ethic on just a full level, not just, oh, they're a good guitar player. Yeah, they great guitar player, but they might be a total piece of shit person or sorry, I don't know if I'd cut, but one of those things where it's one of those people yeah, that, I'm a piece you know, of shit. Or, or, you know, somebody who's just always going to be flaky or something. And you're like, I'm doing a lot of work here. or I'm trying to make this, you know, trying to elevate you and you're resisting that. Yeah. You want to be around people who are going to do the same as you, you know, and these guys just immediately I felt like I'd know known them you know my whole life so it just worked that way and i think that was something i was looking for and i think that's something you know yeah. that takes us all to that next level every single time we play a show we're always challenging each other looking for that hey let's get more energy let's do this song let's switch the set list up let's do things that are always changing us and keeping us out of our comfort zones sure, sure. Corey himself has been a great motivator since he joined the band i think um he had a lot of knowledge as far as well first of all he has a lot of technical skill as a drummer he absolutely shreds um, but like he, he's been around the block a couple of times. He had a lot of knowledge as far as like what to do during a live show that we hadn't started doing yet. Um, he had a lot of knowledge with like recording in a more professional sounding setting and stuff like that. So when he joined, um, he's been a great motivator to get a couple last pieces that I feel like we were aware of, but didn't quite know how to get there or anything like that. And then he joined yeah. and was like, I know all that stuff. So yeah. he's yeah, been it can be as little as we've started incorporating lights. You know, I have these production lights that I use for film projects. And I said, why don't we just take these to shows because they have, you know, RGB. They're dope. You know, <laughs> they're awesome. awesome. So why not use them? them right now? We, every, we do them. Every time Jordan talks, I like look over and then I'm like, oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see that same thing. We want, I mean, maybe not just a super bright white light, but, you know, we, we put the colors on and it's like no, a tractor cool. beam for the audience they can't yeah, yeah, away yeah. and it adds to the show so um taking it that 100 percent instead of see there you, you know, go again you have that visual aspect you guys there it is exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, if you guys get the dancers right. down that's gonna be that's gonna be really cool get some dancers. We'll fingers crossed someday yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see yeah. so let me ask you a question <laughs> um you talked about you know having people that flake all these people that you trust that, that, that push you now um the navy seals do this thing where i forget i forget the gentleman that talked about it but there's a chart dick marchenko i think so was it eric Reitens? Jocko Willings. Was it Jocko? Let's just say a name. That's the part where I said I was a raging idiot. Um, but <laughs> so there's like a chart, and I'll put it up for all you guys on YouTube. Um, it's uh, people you like, you you trust, and then uh, how much you trust them, and then uh, their like work ethic or like how skilled they are, mm -hmm. right? And you were talking about yeah, this person might be a great guitarist, but they might not be the greatest person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Um, and what they found was is they actually, and it's like it's it's a, it's like a graph, right? And they found that the person with the lowest skill you can still teach, but you, they trust the most. Yeah. They actually find that they actually trust that person more with their lives in a combat situation than they do with the person who is True. the most trained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that you can't trust at all. 
The, oh, and, the, and it, was, oh. it was interesting you said that because it, it made me think. I'm like, wow, like in really any aspect of the game, because um, like, like in strongman we have the same thing. You know, if if, if you if you're my training partner, right, and you're yeah. supposed to show up, we're supposed to do stones, yeah, and you don't show up, now I don't it's have fun. the energy. Yeah, yeah, totally. exactly. So that's interesting that it still happens. Not that I didn't think it didn't happen, but that is interesting how it it, it, it translates like that. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Any team, a, any team, any really. team. It's 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 so funny. There's always like these. There's always these break the glass moments or the gla- or, what, or whatever the expression is, turn of phrase, where it's like you – anything where you're trying to get a group of people together to create a product or create an end goal has to be – there has to be some level. I don't know if it's a majority, but I do think that it is a large portion of it. Maybe that's a majority. Um but uh, <laughs> that isn't fifty-one percent. It's only fifty-one percent. Um, where you you need to have that trust. Where you know it's like my background is project management for construction, and I don't have all of the I don't have the technical knowledge to to put a uh, to to plumb a house. I don't have a I don't have the technical knowledge to run electric in a house by myself. But I do have people that I trust that do have those technical things and I just have to ask the questions to be able to get the best product out of out of them and for the client. So it's like all of these all of like Isaac said it it's anything that has a team. So it's like all of these all of these um all of these skills or uh perceptions are pretty transferable throughout any industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So So I'm just going to ask Cause I, I just didn't know. What was what is guys your 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 favorite venue, best place you played? But I, I but no, listen. I want to I want to talk about let's let's do let's do vibe first, right? Because from what I've been hearing from performers and like comedy sets, there's like a vibe, right? Mm-hmm. You walk in, you get a vibe, mm-hmm. and sometimes they will choose the vibe over the venue. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. It might Absolutely. be the biggest venue they ever played, but the vibe was just it was just off, right? Um, so we'll do the vibe first and we'll just say like the biggest or like the, the, the best production. So I felt like for vibe, I had a really, and I feel like, I feel like it's, I'm going to, I'm going to gear my answer towards the most fun that I had. Um, I had the most fun at the Holiday this year and you can see it in my face when I walk out into the crowd and I start poking people with my guitar. I was, that was a great night. I just had a lot of fun. Yeah. And it was like. And it was a it was it's a small basement. It just was a tiny place. But I get a lot of I get a lot of energy from being right up with the crowd. Um, in terms of venue, we played Philomoca last year, and that was fucking awesome. That was the coolest. Like Philomoca had great sound, great production. Everyone working at Philomoca was very professional. And I I was totally like I, I that Corey has put it to me. You and I have so many conversations, sir. Many conversations. conversations. More to come. More to come. Corey said to me one time, he's like, he's like, you experience, you you experience a venue as an audience member, and then you get to play there, and then you like check that box off, and you're like, okay, well, wow, I made it to this milestone. Well, I can go to the next milestone. Like clearly, I just did the thing that I wanted to do for however many years. I saw Wand and Spirit and Spirit of the Beehive at Philomoka however many years ago and i just was like one i love wand but two i was like wow this is a really intense stage in a really cool um cool room um 
and it was like I was like, oh, I'll play. I I will play here. I was like, I made it a goal that night. I was like, I'll play here. So um, is 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 that a not to cut you off? But no, no, no. Is that a surreal experience for you for someone who um, now is playing there? Is, is is it wild to just like be in the back of the stage? I don't know if you guys call it a green room there, but um, is is it wild being in that situation where you are up next? You are playing where you listened. Is that is that is that weird for you or is that exciting? Is it nerve wracking? No, definitely exciting. It's definitely yeah, exciting. Absolutely exciting for that night in particular. Um, Megan Pulver. Um, Gotta gotta give love to Megan Pulver, um, who helped. Who really didn't help. Really put on the show. I just acted as some support um, for that Psych Expo. Um, like I was kind of like running the event and emceeing it at the time, so I wasn't like, I wasn't like, it wasn't like playing Wells Fargo and you're in the green room and someone's you know. You're talking with James Hetfield, and he's like, "We're about to have a great show, brother." Yeah, yeah. Not and yet. then, yeah, 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 not yet. Not yet. Um, so it was, it was more of like, I just kind of felt like I was at work, which isn't a great thing to think about, but it, but it means, but to me, that actually means that I was like in the headspace to like, to do it. So I was like ready exactly. to get something done. So, and not to talk too much about my background, but do it. These guys know. I've I've been playing and touring for like ten ish 11 ish years so i've played all over the country i've done like tours in canada and stuff so probably like the coolest place for example the most history i've ever played is like the whiskey go-go in la hell yeah you know to, to go up in there and be like that that exact feeling of like wow like i'm looking at you know posters where like you like know have, have signed yeah. these things from 40 years ago when they were like nothing you know and start to talk to people who remember those shows and work there and you're like damn that's kind of cool or you know fast forward a few years later from that in a new band i played you know like 45 days on warp tour you know we did split it with another band on on that so it's like you're around these other bands that are just really doing it and putting it out there um but you start to kind of check those things off the list like john was saying but it's not really you know there's always those plateaus but they're few and far between like he said they're milestones so it's almost just fun to start to see what's going on just in the world whether or not like the other day we played literally on a stoop <laughs> and it's a blast yeah, it was it's awesome. like fun just yeah. because people are there you start to be like it's about the show and the performance and, and exactly about that vibe, you know, and it's not really always about the history, even though, yeah, you look forward to those shows, but you might be like, I've done tours that are 60 days, you know, all over the country. And it's like a lot of these venues are just the exact same thing like you would see in Philly or house shows, but you're kind of checking them off the list. That way, someday, 10 years from now, you may go through there again and that place doesn't exist. And that actually happens a lot now that I've played a bunch of places in Philly that aren't here anymore. That, and that it's kind of interesting. Often? Like like often like you will you you'll see like venues just not I, I guess smaller ones maybe maybe not wow. that often but I've definitely just like clubs and bars you know they can did come boot and saddle yeah come so back? Is, like is five years like, seems yeah. to be the lifespan of really? some you know yeah. uh, not maybe not all but especially when That's, there's a big saturated market so, like a city yeah, yeah some of them some of them are I, they're like some of them feel like staples but I'm trying to think of the ones that have sort of just are either trying to get. CPR to come back like I can't well, like remember. Grape Room's kind of kind of coming up out here. And like, this yeah, social. Heard, there's been a couple. There's been a couple of iterations of the Grape Room. Like Scott's played like yeah, the first like Grape Street Bar or something. Yeah, right? Grape Street Pub yeah. or something. And like I, our 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 music uh, teacher it's Scott. Like Kyber Pass too. All those years. Kyber yeah. Pass has yeah. been, been around for a minute. Yeah. Kyber Pass has been around for a minute. And the so. Fire's been around for forever. Yeah, yeah. the Fire. Yeah. And it's more for me at least. It's just about checking each one of them off. It's like I don't care mm -hmm. if it's your your living room i'll play your living room just to check it off the list <laughs> if people are there man like i'll start knocking up we'll do it just get yeah, us some bottles of water we'll do it yeah. how many venues you guys think you've done oh i don't know i don't i the what how many venues do you think we've done i'm gonna I say i think even just since i joined three. this band we've probably more than three less than five yeah. say yeah. 30 
30 different 30 places. yeah i think that that's I an think accurate we've done 15 number. just with me like roughly in between 10 and 15 yeah and it's like and it's like what do you, what do you then what are we what are we counting because it's yeah, like, like are we going to count basements in the yeah. rooms yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like, i could count yeah. that okay then yeah. maybe yeah. even more Shirley's 35 basement. hell yeah that's a backyard yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. stoop that's a street yeah we play that's there we played there yeah no sorry i thought middle of my sense i'm so sorry um I, yeah, that is that has been my ever going problem. Is I will answer myself in my head. Um, <laughs> it's so I'm bad. talking to myself all the time up here, baby. Word, like not a, like just totally off topic. The other day, I was I was sitting in class and I cracked up because I remember one of my coworkers just slipping and falling in the kitchen, and like she was fine, but I, it was just so funny to me. And then I'm in class and I'm huh. oh, sorry. <laughs> and I was like, what was so funny? And I'm like. We're talking about abnormal psych, and I'm like, this is awkward. <laughs> Speaking of abnormal Speaking psych. <laughs> nice. Good, 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 good. Oh. But, oh, dude, that, yeah, no, sorry about that. Um, How about, so, what about what about uh, Isaac and Jordan? I want to hear their yeah, answers. What's your favorite venue, Jordan? Favorite venue that we've played together. I really liked the, the Haven a couple weeks ago was actually, the vibe was really fun. Was I liked really cool. that. Yeah, it was cool. The nice Mocha as a band, probably favorite place. Yeah, that was um, a good one. Yeah. My favorite place we ever played was in st george's episcopal church oh, that was fun yeah, yeah was i'm not a man of religion myself but playing in so the history of the church is that a musician um was the architect for the church and designed it for acoustics um and you know it was a very pretty church lots of stained glass and pretty architecture and just you know a very beautiful church, um, and we had the great fortune, thanks to some hard work from John, um, to put together like a little event there with some art vendors and multiple bands, and um, just putting on a psychedelic rock show in the middle of an Episcopal church was definitely a once in a lifetime that experience. Yeah, yeah, and it was Yo, a lot of fun. Twice in a lifetime. Or playing a bakery. We've done that. Do yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm cutting anyone off, but how do you even set that up? I just I'll ask. I just ask. That is so cool. So it's like I, I hate love rock and roll. I'm so jealous. Turn it down. I hate Dude. to, I hate to dispel the the mystery of like people like being like, how do you do that? But it's just like you just ask, and if they say no, then it's like, all right, ask I'll ask. nicely. Sleep oh, you, oh yeah, ask nicely. Wait for them to show up. You ask nicely and and Beg. and professionally Please. and and um like like for instance, and I'll 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 out myself. No 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 problem. Oh, I wanted to do a. I wanted to do like a um, musicale style thing. This is what our buddies up and over do. They'll like, they'll just go and they'll they'll set up some mics and they'll record in a really cool space. And um, I wanted to do something like that. And I was like, well, why don't we do it in a w- interesting place in in the city? And I was like, all right. Well, I love Eastern State Penitentiary. I was like, I'll reach out to Eastern State Penitentiary. And immediately, I was like, hey. This is what we do. I sent them uh, an email. This is what we expect. Um, here's where we've done these things before. And then um, they got back to me right away, and they were like, "No." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." I was like, "Cool. That's fine." And as cool as it would have been to have have done that, it's like sometimes people are just going to say no, and yeah. you just got to you got to just ask everybody. Is, is is there like an eye on like a venue you guys want to do? Like, is there something that you guys have just been talking about that you've been like, I've been there a million times. I've seen whoever play. Is there like a venue that you guys are like, that's the one that I really want to do? I'd love to oh. take down Underground Arts. Oh, fuck the yeah. city. Where's that? Uh, Underground Arts is a venue in Philly um, that's like 
a good like upper middle tier venue. It's like le- where yeah, like some yeah. pretty Series. big bands will play there. It's not the Met, you know. Like Taylor Swift isn't gonna go play there, but um, like some pretty bigger acts. Like I think Pond, Agra Boys yeah. was just there. Pond is playing there in like a couple days. Pond, and, yeah. Um, or like uh, Alton like Goon played a, there. Like a Brooklyn Bowl too. Yeah, yeah that'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That and then there's really a fun. a place in New York called TVI that I really want to play. You're eyeing well. that up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been in been in talks. Yeah. <laughs> when you're allowed to get over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We can go that far. So but, when it, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just gonna just filibuster. So when it's when it comes to like other bands, right? I'm sure you guys are you're, you're in the circuit. You guys know other bands and people in there. Is there a a sense of a camaraderie, or is there like a okay, Definitely. cool? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, one thing that I've noticed is um, that like there's so, like some small bands that like are or whatever it is, and there's a lot of animosity between like broadcasting kids or people like across the across the uh, literally across the train tracks, and. Um, so there's a lot of camaraderie then, I guess, in that circuit. There's not like, you know, like we, we're playing this venue. It's better than this venue. Um, no, no. It's, it's pretty. We try to, we really try to stay out of any guff because yeah. it, the, we just don't. I the mean, way I it's not our temperament. Like this scene, if you want to call it that, like, the, you know, the music scene in the city um, is kind of like a living organism. And so the healthier the whole scene is the better that we, a part of it, are going to do. So the more we uplift our fellow bands and work with them, that's only going to end up helping us because the more fans that they get... Sorry, John. (coughs) (laughs) The the more fans that they get... No, it's all right. The more people that's going to come to their show... And if we're playing the same show, then those people might become fans of yeah. us. And just in a, in a million different ways, it's only beneficial. And we have like we have some of our really good friends that we like are are like always either if we're if we're not playing with them, we're hanging out with them. So like um, uh, just to rattle off a few: um, Slop Tart, Double Suede, uh, Shid, Shid, um, uh, Delay Seventy Seven, Packaderm, Bird Furniture. Um, who else? Um, Yeet, um, Mojo Hand, Mojo Hand, getting Reaper up there. Whaler Collective. They're becoming highs. good buddies. Violent Highs, thank Violent you. Highs, yes. Um, so like, there's just Crawlies, Crawlies. You know, there's just a lot of good people. General Life. Uh, uh, General Life. They're all a lot of people that are just kind of like in the circle who um we flip between and you know d- I've Eric from Double Suede have been good friends with him for years at this point so. Those are people that we want to see succeed, and those are people yeah. that we want to um, uplift with us, and not not to like put on like a savior complex or anything stupid like that. But it's like we want just genuinely to to see them do some really cool stuff too. So anytime we get to do something like that, um, or some anytime we get to do something like the Psych Expo, we're putting on. Um, we're going to put those bands on and not to make it insular. We're just trying to like, we just, we love our friends and we want to be supportive. And, but there's also other people that I really admire in the scene that I'm like, Oh, I really want to play with them. Brothers, Air Devi. Um, who else? Lisa. Lisa. Lorraine. Yes. Lorraine. Um, I want to make sure I said that right. Two bands that that are a girl's name are actually full bands lisa and lorraine yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> so there's like there's there's a hit list of people that we want to just like hang out with and 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 um 
Oh, the Outsect would love to play with the Outsect. They're super cool. Play with Carlia again. Yeah, Carlia. Yeah. So, so are these like openers, or that you guys would like end up like combining the bands? Like, how would you? More of like a split bill. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, okay. like in terms of like I fe- and I could totally, I I I have a very I have a very bad um, uh, perspective outward because I'm just one point on the graph. But I feel like everyone's in the same boat. Like it just feels like everyone's doing the same thing, grinding it out. And um, there aren't t- too many people that are like that are like um, breaking off at the moment. It feels like all the bands that we named are like still like hometown heroes. Does that it's like a fallacy to think that like oh, like we have to get rid of competition like other bands and stuff so that we can get like bigger chunks of the pie. No, that's like a fallacy. That's not at all how it works. No. It's like it's no secret that you know like guitar based music and rock and roll isn't exactly chart in the top 40s these days anymore (laughs) so it's like just generating excitement for the craft in general um helps and it's a multiplying effect where it's like oh if you start trying to put other bands down and exclude people you're just going to end up with a smaller audience to capture but like the more excitement there is for the whole craft of it then the more opportunities that are going to start to bubble up so yeah wow it's 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 a it's its own ecosystem and it's healthy it's really cool yeah and and i just don't want to there's there's no you put you put shit into the machine you get shit out so it's like if you if you yes I feel like yes. if you're like fucking around like that it's a it's you're you're not gonna you're not gonna breed any good um you're not gonna breed any good positive um repercussions they're all gonna be negative oh that's awesome that's cool and i'm glad that like that that scene is like that because um, <clears throat> I know with, with anything you rivalries you whatever but I, it's, it's good to know that there's like a healthy as you said ecosystem mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and that's cool that you guys actually end up playing I didn't know bands you like people do that they like play together mm-hmm. oh like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did rarely, not know that I don't think almost ever we've gotten up and it's just been like us that night maybe no once. that's that's such a that's such a financial ask of a venue to yeah. put on one band because it's like you're really putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. As a, and and I've been trying to. Put I never would have thought of that. Yeah. I try wow. to put okay. myself yeah, in the sure. seat of the promoter, who's yeah. like, who is a who is a um you know who who is going on your behalf. You know, it's like there's 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 um especially when you're trying to break through from the house show circuit into like the the venue circuit. He doesn't or the, you know he or she or they they don't know you from fucking Adam. So it's like you have to. You got to come to the table with something. It doesn't. I think that there's also a fallacy that you have to. It has to be um, strictly art. I think you have to have an artistic representation. You have to have. You have to be an artist intrinsically, to, and confident enough to get up in front of people and be like, "I wrote this. I'm going to perform this." But you also have to be pragmatic enough to know that there's are you got to color within side the lines. Um, there's and money involved, so you have to also think like a businessman at certain a- yeah. business person yeah, when you, at when certain aspects. Business human. So if it gets serious, it, it turns into a business, and you have to know that there's other people who get paid to do this for a living, mm-hmm. and you got to do that for them. You know, it's not really about just you; it's about everybody. So. That, but it is. You, but just hired you. You know, they hired you because they want you to make them money. Yeah, yeah. So, and, so and you want to make money as well. Hopefully, you have to be sure, able to sure. get people to the show. You know, yeah. so like it all. Obviously, it all starts with being a good musician and having good music. But like, there's auxiliary. 
there, there are other components. Yeah, yeah like, there are other components. There, How my, good can you, you know, promote? Um, can you gain an audience? Can you get people to show up to the show? Um, you know, are they yeah. going to be excited? Are they going to come back? You it, know? It's not really a practice I see often, but uh, at least 10 years ago, we used to always have to sell at least, you know, 10 to 20 tickets just to guarantee yeah. a show. Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah. Really? Still do wow. Yeah, a lot of places yeah. still do it because, wow. you know, they wow. think, well, if we need 500 bucks just to run the venue and pay the couple people that are going to be here and, you know. Because you got to make, it's, it's yeah, overhead. It's, and, you know, it's something. It's like, so it's their guarantee to be like, okay, you don't play and we don't have a show then. We shut the doors if you guys can't sell at least 10 tickets each because you think or they'll make there's you five members the in the band. Can you yeah, bring oh, two yeah. people each? Yeah. You know? So so then what would happen now? I don't know if this ever happened. And I've and I never seen it um, either on like at a concert or like a small venue. Like I saw the Wallows play. That was awesome. And that was in, that was in a really small venue. Um, but when it comes to bombing... Have you ever experienced that or had or seen that happen? No. Depends yeah. what you mean by bombing, because unless something Kyber. actually explodes. <laughs> no, like, I feel yeah. like this, the show has always no, gone no, on no. in some so, way. So our, I, seen, I, 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 do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. No, Isaac, Isaac brought up a good one that I try to purge from my mind. But we try play, as we may, try as we, we may. might. We did, a, we, did a, we did a set at Kyber Pass. It was just Isaac and I. And the goal was, and I, I, I stand firm at this. So we have a, we have a cassette player that we use as sort of like an as as a way to start sets create some ambiance and we it's use a backing track yeah. the backing track we use like a we use um we use some effects on the track to be able to manipulate it and create some sort of like beacon like hey we're starting like this is what we're doing and one of the permutations of wanting to use that tool was like well we can perform an acoustic set and we can just have that playing through the background and if you if you look at it from a harmonic analysis perspective if you are in a key and you just use a root as the backing track with supplemental noise that doesn't that is atonal maybe no <laughs> in key Jordan's um, like I wasn't listening. Jordan's like I don't care. She's like, shut up, man. You know what I'm talking about. Um, if you use that, you can you can create an atmosphere that's a little bit more um, 3D. So it's like you could have maybe it's like a synth pad under something. So that was the idea, mm -hmm. and I think we can still execute that idea. But um, Isaac and I it was the first time that we were doing it, and we were a little bit too ambitious, and we used we used. We we recorded something to a tape, and we we were performing a set that was all in D. You you uh, were on electric guitar, and I was on acoustic. And we we missed cues. We missed like there was sound came in and out. There was technical difficulties. There were technical difficulties. The and we're just standing up there, and I'm like, that's like one of my bigger fears is like getting up and like. And I was singing. You weren't there that night, so I sang all the songs, which like are also that's not my that's not my go-to. Um, and we 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 just we were up there. And we we're like, will this fucking set ever fucking end? It was pretty yeah, um, but appreciating. Yeah, but then <laughs> okay, so that's so that, so that. I also came in a full suit. Nice. I was yeah. in a full Good fucking you were beige suit. Yeah. I was wearing like a degenerate. Suit. You had like a DIY suit on, and I you were had like, like pretty much just the jacket and the button up, and then like regular pants. I came in fucking wingtips and a tie. Like I was like yeah. looked like such a nerd, and um, and you know it's like, awesome. but so like, cool. well, like we were done with it, and then yeah. and and the idea to me is still sound. Like I think that that we can we can execute that idea if it gets 
if it's not as ambitious. But um, yeah, we were yeah. trying to like warts and all. We like, we bomb. We tried to have the tape set <laughs> up care. with like cues so that it would like change with the song, and we were like, oh, we'll just play to it because we were practicing in my basement, and we had it playing through a speaker. Like right a, in front of your face, away from yeah. our faces, and we're right next to each other. And that's playing. that place in Westchester, right? The was that or was that not yours? Kyber Pass is in uh, Philly. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah. And so we were practicing in my basement, and everything's like a foot away from each other. So we, you know, the tape is blasting in our ear. Me and John are looking right at each other. We're like, oh, we, we can got do this. this. We get to the venue and we start playing the tape through the house system, and we can't hear, hear a fucking for thing. Shit. Oh no! Can't and hear we a were thing. like, oh. oh no. So we just we got lost. We got well, soupy. And the, and and which which created it did create an uh, it created something. And I think that maybe people that were there. And I remember get. I think. Um, Thank God nobody knew what it was we were trying to do. So they assumed that the sounds we made were what we like. Were trying oh, you guys to are do. sucking on purpose. You guys. And they were like, yeah, oh, they're bad. going for like a really soupy, spacey thing. Super Because I talked. I had yeah, some yeah, friends yeah. there. <laughs> And I talked to them after it, and they were like, wow, that was, like, so different and, like, spacey. That was cool. And I was like, it wasn't. Was it? That's a good way of saying it. Was Was it? You got it, dog, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, thank you, random citizen. Thanks for being nice. Dude. I did. I left immediately after the set. I was And I had to stay. We were, like, the second one on, and then I had to stay for the rest of the night to just get paid my like brother you. gave me a ride that night so that was my excuse to oh leave i was like oh jamie's got work we gotta people, go people would come up to me and be like that wow that was like you guys really did something and i'm like yeah we got up there and we played music all right yeah. <laughs> i don't know what it was <laughs> yeah. I, did something terrified so okay so so you said that it can work would you do it again oh yeah yeah okay. yeah. yeah no that's the thing it's like the idea works absolutely yeah right. that's the that's the unfortunate thing is that I don't know if you feel this way, but I'm just stupid enough to like do that again and be like, well, okay, well, what about like a like an earpiece in the ear? Well, well I was gonna say yeah, actually, my the story step. comes from the exact same thing. Is that uh, my first band had? Yeah, actually, it's empty now. Thank you. Um, is that my first band had all in ear like rigs? So we had to actually like have cues. I had to run a mixer with my you know in ears so that I had the all the cues worked out. Now no one else had an, any kind of wireless rig or anything. So as I'm doing that, the very first show we ever played. I had been using Vic Firth, you know, drum headphones that were pretty fine. I ended up not bringing those, so I put in, like, iPod headphones. And the gain on the actual mixer completely distorted everything to oh, where no. I could hear no music, no signal. And I didn't know that until we, you know, start playing. So as oh, the music no. kicks in, there's bass drops happening and these crazy digital effects and piano lines and stuff going across. And it's all, you know, prog rock metal music. So it's got to be pretty tight. And it ends up like I'm playing stuff and shit's happening and people are looking at me like, what are you doing, dude? And I'm just like, I, I can't hear anything. <laughs> can't so hear. I can't do anything. So we're just going to go through this. We're going to get through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you couldn't um, change the mixture in real time? Like, it was, it, well, the, the signal from, from the actual computer was just way too high from whatever he had on in the actual programming so it was running i think from like there to the mixer and then the mixer's gain was just crushing it once i actually put in ipod headphones that couldn't handle the bass frequencies so it was pretty much if there was no bass happening but because they had bass in the entire thing as a metal band like bass drops happening every like five seconds it was one of those things where i could not hear other than like okay i know where i am up oh, there it goes it's gone and then you know kind of hope that i'm on cue and you know turn up the mixer or whatever on the side yeah, that's the awful. monitor but oh um same same thing so you know these guys now oh, and guys with all of our experience if they were to want that's to do wild. an ear rig we could do it much more efficiently that's, and that is <laughs> that is you live the, and you learn that's the game like it's yeah. like i'm i'm sure if you are an if you are an artist and you are and you've done it a couple of times you know that you're gonna like there's it's such a fa- it's such a it's such yeah, a gonna network happen. television fallacy you to think that you yeah. can do everything and it's gonna be perfect every time like you it's 
if you if you guard yourself from that or you get or you get too bent out of shape about messing something up then you're not going to learn from it so. yeah and you, and you got to know that that's the you've now set your bar really low so there's you can only go up from oh there. yeah, yeah. yeah we'll see look at the bottom of the barrel like, baby sucks, i was so like sweating at the beginning of this because i thought i messed up everything i was like literally sweating <laughs> i was like losing it in my mind so i'm trying to like talk but i'm looking at my computer right? yeah oh yeah speaking yeah. of like like messing things up and these only because like, like i know i've done just been doing it for like a year like i know how this all works of course the one time <laughs> people that I really want to have on and do a really good job. I'm literally sweating in the beginning of this and I'm freaking out because I'm like, I know that's working, but I'm like, but is it? This is not yeah. I've used this. I've used this mix amp maybe five times. It's going great. I mean, well, I mean it's yeah, great it's on this now, end. Loving like, it. Dude, yeah. I was freaking out. It wasn't working. I had to switch programs. I'm like, this is great. Dude, it's, it's, I've, I feel like that is, I, I genuinely feel like there's a little bit of risk tolerance that you have to build up when you're doing these sorts of productions yeah. and it's yeah. like you there's a there's a strong oh man actually if we're talking about like war stories we we did we did a set last year at oh so sweet bakery and it was like one of the hottest shouts days out of, oh so sweet yeah, bakery and oh so chad's ford if you're it's in the area go get some scones delicious food. yeah oh change your life bakery chad's ford um brought to you in part by um and there was it was like the hottest day of the year, and we were getting cooked. Like I had sunburn immediately, and we I was running my I was running a tube amp, and it just wouldn't turn on. And I was just like, okay, well now what do we do? And I think Jordan had the idea. You're like put it through the PA, just like put the thing through the PA. And I was like, okay. And then we did that, and then I had to like get it, the amp in the shade. And it's just like sometimes equipment just doesn't work. Sometimes you go to pick up the one tool you need to put a piece of crown molding in and you're standing on a ladder and you go to fire off the pin nailer and it just doesn't go. And you're like, what's happening? I have, I'm holding a piece of, I'm, I'm holding a piece of, uh, of trim. I have to like get down, I have to readjust. So like sometimes things will just not work when they should. And, um, yeah. as an owner of many secondhand pedals, I can agree. Dude. Hey, man. <laughs> Wait Dude, a second. It is, it, it is wild. It is one thing that I never realized I would run into. It's good that other people have that issue. Cause I oh, was everybody. Me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Technology's like, amazing, isn't Dude, it? The motherfucker I, like, is what I it is. I don't know if you, if you ever like looked, but like my the other podcast, Suttering in Silence, everything audio was great. Audio was great. Then all of a sudden, I, like, <laughs> I, 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 got a, I, got a, I got a text from my buddy over at Temple. Um, and... Oh, no, no, Penn State, uh, Ronan Bell. And uh, he looked at Ronan Bell, so he goes, hey, man, I was listening to your thing. You have a lot of background noise. And I'm like, what? And it's this, it's this zzz in, the, in the background. Ruins the whole thing. Oh, but the man. problem was is we didn't notice it because I couldn't hear it on the interface. Sure, sure, sure. And I couldn't hear it in edit. So when it would go up on Spotify, that's when it would show that's up. That's when it So yeah. people were like, dude, what the fuck? you got to yeah. fix this. <laughs> Can never... Well, and it's like, and then you do, and you fix yeah, it. Yeah, this yeah. is literally happening exactly. right now. There's yeah. pink, there's pink noise all throughout this. This is what's happening. I'm practice. not gonna cast that voodoo. Oh, it's yeah. the importance of practice, yeah. Yeah. dude. It's wild, it's and it's like, it's like everything works great, and then it just doesn't. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. that's Things the happen. that's the gamble. I don't know. Jordan, you got any good war stories from your wedding gigs? Oh my oh, gosh! Goodness gracious! Jordan also I'm just like sticking bombing and things like also that. Yeah, I've had. I was called a train wreck once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the train wreck, everybody. Wow. There's um, no, there's, man. I know the, the song Valerie wow. Amy Winehouse like the back of my hand. 
And this saxophone player wanted to take an extra like eight measures of a solo, but I was ready to come in. Usually I was used to people following the singer. This is like a ditzy singer thing, but most most of the time musicians follow the singers because, you know, they can be unpredictable. This band did not. So I stopped. I stopped myself in the middle because I realized he wasn't stopping. I'll stop. And they were like, if you sing and you stop, you keep going and all this stuff. And they said, we cannot have this. That was a train wreck. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. And I was so nervous because, days. like, that's somebody's wedding. And I was just like, okay, sorry. <laughs> I I don't even think I did that bad. I think they just weren't they weren't watching. Do but you think the couple's still together? Honey, we found her. I mean, Honey, come look at this podcast. We this. found her. She put it this into motion. We found the wedding singer. <laughs> but she's the one that ruined our wedding. Her name's Jordan. Oh, her name's Jordan Schreiber. That's it. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was a little hurt by that one. Um, but bombing. And then wow. there's been plenty of weddings where, like, the monitors facing me just weren't turned on. And so it's I love, just like, I love when you. I love great. when you look at me and you're like, and I'm like, yeah, you can't oh, hear Yeah, anything. that's my usual space. Like, you'll know. I'm just like. <laughs> Jordan will let you know. Jordan's like, I can't hear I anything. I cannot hear things. get some more in the monies, please? Well, it's very common monies. with singers. They turn down the, the like anything around me first because Mike's feedback. They're, they're so touchy. So yeah, it's yeah. just a lot of times I'm playing You're Blind, I like to call it. Because I can't yeah, hear. Blind, good. blind, 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 man. All right, guys, we just hit an hour here. and 16 minutes. Wow. An hour and yeah. 16 yeah, hour and sixteen. That was a long, yeah. Nice. So, was a long time. So, guys, listen. This was probably, the, I'm, and I'm not just saying this. This is probably one of the most fun podcasts I've done so far. Thanks. Oh, so thanks, this, man. No, like, 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 yeah, seriously, yeah, this here. was this was actually us, a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad everything went. Wor- I'm good and everything. I, my freak out was fine once I like about a minute in. But um, yeah, guys. So, why don't you read off where you're gonna be next? Um, Get all that going. So we have a um, couple shows coming up. We have uh, twelve nine Dobbs on South. Twelve nine Dobbs on South. Dobbs on South. Um, Graphics. One seven will be at Silk City. January seventh, Silk City. Uh, one thirteen will be at Ortlieb's. You're not saying that again. January thirteenth will be at Ortlieb's. Okay. February third, we're at Ortlieb's. February third, we're at Ortlieb's. So we got we got a double thing. They might catch us for that and, and screw us, but that's yeah, we'll okay. See. We'll see. Maybe they won't notice. Maybe they won't notice. Um, and then the big one is uh, two ten, um, the Psych Expo. That is a tentative date, so uh, we might post edit this. I don't know. TBD. We'll final, let you know. Final date calendar. to be decided. Just follow so us on the Instagram. We'll, we'll let you know. Give us a follow yeah. at the yeah. underscore polychromatics to keep up to date on all your polychromatics information. If you Google that. Music video coming soon. Music video coming soon. New releases. Yeah, we have things. a double single. There's a music video out now for our cover of White Rabbit. Um, it's only on YouTube, not Spotify yet. It's only on YouTube right now. The song's coming out on Spotify with another song, an original Emily If She Be There. Uh, and the music video is coming out for that as well the same day mm-hmm, that that mm-hmm. releases. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we have awesome. probably the next release after that is uh, something we've been working on with Noah from Shid, um, which is called Inkyra Leo. And that'll be out whenever. And um, some other stuff in the pipeline. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, seriously, thank you, guys. Make sure to check out all their stuff. I'm going to put everything that they say in real time. You guys you probably used Whoa. to see my YouTube videos. It'll all pop up like that. 
I just snap into a microphone, which probably was not my brightest idea. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> dude, it's so bad. That is the one thing. That is the one thing I will edit out. Is when like I'll like I'll do that. There it is. Again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else is really bad? Not to keep this going, but like, when I will say some like sus shit, like I'm like, yeah, dude, just put it inside. Pause. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just snip that. Yeah, just, yeah. So, um, and I make fun of myself all the time. So you guys will see all those edits. But uh, guys, thank you so much. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks very you. much. Yeah, cool. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah.